Hey everybody, welcome to Collision. So glad that you guys are here tonight. Um, like Doug said, my name is Joey, and uh, I haven't preached in a while because I've been busy with wedding stuff. So I'm actually really excited to do this tonight. Um, I just want to let you know up front, I'm still adjusting to my ring, and I was practicing the other day getting ready for this, and I was getting really passionate, and my ring went flying. So if anyone gets hit tonight, I'm sorry. I warned you in advance, get those hands ready. Um, it definitely could happen, but I'm really excited to be here and, and close up this series tonight. So you guys just pray with me before we get going. God, I thank you so much for this awesome opportunity I have tonight, God, and I pray that I wouldn't get in the way, Lord, that you would use me, Jesus, that I would point to you, God, in all the things that I say, God, that you would put a lock on my lips tonight, that I would make you look glorious tonight, Jesus, and that we would leave with um, some truth tonight about our families, Lord. We love you so much. In your name we pray. Amen. So in this series, we've been saying that no one's family is perfect. And I think a lot of times in church, we like to pretend that our family has it all together. We walk in the halls of church, we wave to people, our kids have their nice clothes on, and everything seems like it's all together. But the second you walk in that car, all war breaks out. And a lot of people act like that in church, like we all have it together. And we've been saying that in this series, and that's not a reality that we really need to work on this. And God gave us a lot of instructions in his word on how our family should look. And that's what we're gonna look at tonight. And it's important to know that we're in this together, that you're not the only one whose family might be a mess today. And it's something that we need to be working at. Um, When I think about even Jesus' family was a little bit of a mess. Um, One day they went out into the market to go find some stuff and uh, gather stuff. And uh, while they were in town, they, they got w- done what they needed to do. And as they were leaving, halfway back on the journey, they realized that Jesus wasn't with them. I would love to listen to that conversation between Mary and Joseph in that moment. Like, did we just lose God's only son? <laughs> like, that's kind of a big deal. Not only did you lose your son, but you lost God's son in that moment. So even God's family didn't have it all together. And you're not alone in that tonight. And so there's hope for you. Um, our goal is just to do this God's way because he loves your family and he cares about it and he wants to be at the center of it and it's so important that we take some of the things that he's taught us in his word and apply them to our families because he wants us to be a strong unit in our lives to protect each other, to love each other and to support each other and families are so important to God and uh, tonight we're gonna kind of dive into um, what God has to say about children and how children should act in the family. And for some of you, that might seem a little weird because I know there's a lot of different ages in the room tonight, but most of you guys are college-age students. And this is a really hard time to be a child, I think, because you're trying to figure out who you are and what your identity is, and you still have your parents over you. So what I have to say tonight, I really believe is important for you, but it's really for everyone in the room tonight. I'm sure most of you still have parents, no matter what age you are in the room. And what God wants to talk to us about is important no matter what age you're at. And so it's so important that we imply this teaching to our lives tonight. Um, I was really surprised when Doug asked me to talk about this because as I was thinking about it, I'm probably not the best example of this in a lot of ways. Um, Paul said that he was the chief of sinners. Well, I am the chief of disobeying my parents. I gave them a really big run for their money when I was growing up. And I was kind of having a conversation with my mom this Monday and I told her I was going to say that. And she said, oh, you're not that bad. And then we started reminiscing about some of the stories. And she's like, yeah, you were that bad. Um, (laughs) 
I want to share with you guys one of the stories that we were talking about um, on Monday, actually. And uh, me and my mom used to butt heads. I was a very stubborn child. I wanted it to be my way or the highway. What I said, I wanted to happen. And she often, thankfully, I had a mother who cared about me, wouldn't let give me everything that I wanted. And we can even remember what we were fighting about that day. But it had gotten heated, and we were yelling at each other, and it was getting really intense. And so I pulled out the line that all kids pull out when they're just absolutely done. We think that this line is going to move our parents and make them obey us. I said, that's it. I'm running away. It's over. That's it. I'm out. And my mother said something to me that I will never, ever forget. This is one of the most epic lines I have ever heard in my life. This should be in a movie. She said, fine, you came into this world naked and you will leave it naked. (laughs) And she took off all of my clothes. Now, I'm 10 years old at this point. I'm not a little kid. She took off all of my clothes and sent me out into the yard. And this is the middle of November, so it's cold. And I walk up into my treehouse, and I I had to devise a plan because I couldn't let her win. And without, like, missing a heartbeat, I started helping her take off my clothes because I was going to stand up to her. And so I was in the treehouse, and I was like, all right, I got to make a run for it. I got to do this. I got to be bold. Walked out into the street. A car drove by. I can't do this. This isn't going to happen. And I went right back inside. I said, all right, mom, you were right. And so I gave my mom a really big run for her money a lot of ways. And there's a lot of stories I could tell you guys tonight, but that's just one of them. And um, as I was thinking about it, that's kind of a funny story. But there are some stories that bring some regret into my heart today. Some things I said to my parents that I wish I didn't. Some things I said to my siblings that I wish I didn't. And I'm sure that a lot of you can relate to that. That when you look back to some of the things you did, you wish you didn't do those things. And what I have to talk about tonight, I really hope some of you will learn this so you don't have to deal with that regret one day. Because God cares about family. And he wants to be at the center of it. And I want to be sensitive to something tonight. I'm sure that some of you come from broken families tonight. And the scripture that we're going to be looking at in a little bit is really going to be focused towards God-fearing parents and families. And some of you probably had parents that didn't love you so much, some, some fathers who walked out on you. And I know that can be a really painful thing. And maybe you've been really hurting during this season, uh, this series. And it's so important that you know, while you didn't have earthly parents that really loved you and cared about you, there's great hope for you tonight. Because the God of the universe wants to be your father. And he wants to love you the way that your earthly father didn't. And he cares about you so much. He loves you. And he wants to be there for you. So if you are hurting tonight while I'm talking about some of these things, and this brings up some painful memories for you too, I want you to know that the God of the universe loves you. And he paid a huge price for you. He sent his son for you because he loved you that much. And he wants to meet you tonight. So for those of you that feel that way, know that God's love is for you tonight. Um, So my goal tonight is really to help some of you heal that have been hurt. Some of you who feel that regret. Part of the message I want to spend talking to you children, maybe even some parents and husbands and wives too, how you can move on from that and what God really says about that in families. But we're mostly going to be pointing towards children, but I just really feel a burden in my heart to talk to some of that pain and that regret that some of you are feeling tonight. But overall, we're really going to hit this head on tonight. And I really hope that you guys take this to heart in some really 
deep ways. Um, there's three things that I really want to drive into your hearts tonight. So I'm going Joel seat on you guys tonight. If you've ever been to Collision before, then you know we're not really about three points. But I'm going to give you three points, and uh, we're kind of going to boil the three down to one. And so I really hope you let this one point get into your life because it, it will absolutely change you. Um, the main reason I think um, children don't get along with their parents so much is kind of what I was hinting to earlier, is that we think we're smarter than our parents. If our parents would just listen to us, I think we feel like our lives would be a lot better, that our parents don't really understand us and our parents don't really get us. And we think that. And I don't think that we've come up with this idea on our own. Um, I'm not someone who blames the devil for everything. I don't believe that. There are some Christians that think like that. But this isn't too different from what he did with Adam and Eve. The same lie he whispered to Eve was that, what, what does God really know? Do you think he really cares about you? He's holding you back from something. And I think that's how we feel as children. When our parents give us these rules, we feel like they are holding us back from something. And if we could just do things our way, it would work out. Well, we know how that worked out for Adam and Eve. And so I kind of want to talk about that tonight too, on why we can trust our parents. So tonight, we're going to jump right to Ephesians chapter 6. But before we do that, I just want to give you guys a little bit of the stake of why this is so important tonight, of, of, of why you can't miss that. Like I was telling you earlier, I kind of gave my parents a really big run for their money. And uh, as I started going to church and youth group, and I started to really get serious about my relationship with God, um, something had to change in me. Because all I was hearing about is that I need to love the Lord my God with all my heart, and I need to love others too. And so something wasn't working out right. Something wasn't really being lived out. And I realized maybe that I wasn't loving God to the fullest. And so something needed to change in me. And so here's what I want to tell you guys tonight, is that if you can't love your family and you're calling yourself a Christian tonight, then how can we ever reach the world if you can't even start with your own family? And that's something that God really drove into my heart, is that I need to start working on my family before I start trying to reach other people. Because God has given me this close group right here that he wants to be a part of. And if I can't even show them love, man, the world's going to see me as a hypocrite for these people that I'm already close to. And so for some of you in, in the room tonight that might not feel like this is that important, that you're saying, forget my family, I, I love God, but you, you can't say that. It has to start with your family, and you need to start taking this stuff seriously and starting um, your ministry with them because that is so important. And the next thing is that, you know, your parents need you guys. It's hard family life. And they need you to take your part in this. And you need to take God's word seriously if you want to really see this system thrive the way that God wants it to. And so you need to let this into your heart too because your parents can't carry this burden on their own. You need to work with them and fight with them if you are going to call yourself a Christian in the room tonight. And guys, this stuff, the choices that we make in our family lives will echo to other generations, to your kids as you go down the line. These choices don't just end with you. I think a lot of the times we think our choices are just about us, guys, but they are so much more than that, and they are so much deeper than that. So the choices you make today are shaping in the future in a lot of ways, and that's why it's so important. So let's jump right to Ephesians chapter 6. Start right in verse 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and your mother. This is the first commandment with a prize. 
with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may live a long life. If you're like me, then you feel like you're good maybe to like 35 after reading this verse. There's a little worry that builds up in your heart. But I can't even tell you how many times I heard this verse as a kid. I mean, I heard it in Sunday school. I heard it in Christian school. I heard it from my parents. Everywhere I went, I heard this verse. And I think everyone was kind of in cahoots together. They were kind of used to say this verse to make kids obey. And uh, during my study of, of the series, I was looking at all the different verses that apply to children and, and how they should obey their parents. And while I, I was doing that, I found this one verse, and I was like, this is going to be the verse that I put on my child's wall because they say what you, um, what you sow is, is what you reap. And uh, I was, like I said, I was a little bit of a disobedient child, so I know my child is going to give me some run for my money in a lot of ways. So this is going to be on their wall to really get this point across. Proverbs verse, uh, chapter 30, verse 17. The eye that mocks a father and scorns to obey her mother will be picked out by the ravens of the valley and eaten by the vultures. <laughs> Can't you just see that right on the wallpaper in someone's room? Wouldn't that be great? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Next time your kid forgets to take out the garbage pail, put that on the wall. That will def- definitely get through them. <laughs> All right, but let's, re- let's really break down this verse for a second. Um, so often, I think in church, people think they need this great big revelation to change them. It needs to be the scripture that they've never heard before, and it needs to be presented so eloquently and so powerfully. And kind of the verse I just read you is pretty simple. I'm I'm sure a lot of you have heard that verse before. But what I want to tell you tonight is real change comes is when you take the simple truths of the Bible and you are willing to actually practice them in your life. See, that's the problem with so many of us Christians. We come in church and we hear these things all the time and, and we hear the word, but we're not doers of it. And so if you will actually live this verse out, this is where change will come. And I really encourage you to do that no matter what message you're hearing, that you would really let that sink into your heart. Even if it's a simple truth, even if it's something you heard before, practice it to a greater extent and you'll see some great change in your life. All right, so this first verse right here, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. This almost seems like a because I said so moment. I used to hate hearing that as a kid. My mom used to say, because I said so. That's why you have to do this. And that used to drive me crazy. And at first, the scripture almost sounds like that. But what I want to tell you is that it's the right thing to do. Absolutely. This is what God says, and it's just right. Because he said so, but it's also right for you. This is what's going to lead you to blessing in your life. This is what's going to lead you on the right path that God wants you to be in your life. So like we were saying before, we think we're smarter than our parents. And maybe some of you might even be more intelligent when it comes to math or some different things like that. But here's what I want to tell you. Is that your parents are wiser than you. They have experienced things in their life that you have never experienced before. And the things that they are telling you are for your good. Because maybe they've walked down that road before. The reason why they're telling you not to make that choice in your life is because they don't want to see you go down that road because they've seen other people walk down that road. They're doing it because they love you. And it's the same thing with God. You know, sometimes God tells us to do something and it doesn't make sense. It's like his rules and, 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 and we're saying, God, why can't I do this It's because he loves you, because he doesn't want you to go to that place, because he knows it's leading to bad things. And so we need to know that our parents love us, and they want the best for us, and that's going to take some trust on your part, 
Maybe some, even some blind trust to know that your parents love you and they care about you and the things that they're doing in your life are for your good. Even if you don't understand it in the moment, you need to be willing to accept it because they love you. This took me a really long time to realize in my life. And, and now that I'm a youth pastor, I'm starting to kind of understand this a lot better. Um, there are a lot of kids in our youth group that come from broken homes. And for a lot of them, I am the closest thing to a father they have. And, and so I'm constantly telling some of these kids, don't do this. Don't go down that path because I know what it leads to. And for me, I see it so clearly in my life. I get it so perfectly. Now that I'm on the outside and I can see it, it's just so, it clicks, guys. And one day when you're older, it will click for you. But you need to take it now. That God isn't just doing this to be mean. He's doing this for your good and because he cares about you. And your parents want the absolute best for you. And so you need to trust them in this. It will be hard. You won't get it. But it's worth it, I promise. Let's go to this next verse. Honor your father and, and mother. Um, if I would just write a sentence of how I could just sum this up, it would be an inward attitude of esteem. The Greek word for this um, word honor actually means to prize or to value. How many people in the room tonight, let's just be honest, value their parents? Because this is true of me. The people that I value in my life, the people that I prize in my life, I listen to. Because they are for me, and, and I know that they love me, and they've done something for me, and that's why I prize them. And so those of you in the room, you need to prize your parents. You need to value them because they do love you, because they do care about you. I, I was just thinking about this, and you know, it's the same reason why we honor um, um, Oh, like army vets and, and, and Navy vets, people that have saved, um, given their life for our country. It's because they were willing to give their lives for something bigger, to be a part of something greater for our country. And they were willing to lay down their life. Guys, the moment when you were born, your parents decided that they were gonna live for something besides themselves in that moment. And that thing was you because they loved you so much, because they cared about you. And they are willing to give their life for you guys. They don't want you not to have a great life. They care about you so much. And they want the absolute best for you in your life. And so that's why you need to begin to grow this honor in your heart for them. And I I really do believe in a lot of ways that this takes some time. That it's not something that maybe immediately you're going to feel all this esteem and value for your parents. I, I know today I feel much more than I did probably when I was 16. I value my parents above all things right now. And I hold them in so high regard because I can look back. And I'm so glad for the things that they did for me along the way. And so let's just talk about some examples of what this looks like. How can you apply this to your life. Um, a really good example for this in my life is, is definitely my parents and the, and the way that they've honored their parents throughout their life. For some of you older people in the room, it, maybe it's just taking your parents to the doctor when they need to do it. It's, it's visiting them. My mom calls her mother every single day on the phone, and I see that she prizes her mother. And that's something that I'm learning in my life because of her example. And like I was saying before, this echoes into other generations. If you practice this, your kids will see it one day and they will want to live the same way, guys, because it's being shown to them. 
And then that's how I want to live now. So for those of you that might maybe a little bit older and your parents are in their 80s and 70s, maybe that's a great way to honor them. Those of you college students, I think maybe some of you guys are away at school right now. The best way to honor your parents is to listen to the things that they've told you your whole life. And honoring them with the way that you are choosing to live your life will bring so much honor to them. Those of you guys that maybe are a little bit younger in high school, it's actually listening when, listening when your parents tell you to do something. When they tell you to take out the garbage, you actually do it. Because this series is all about being really practical. It's all about really doing the things that we hear. And that might seem like some small examples I just gave you, but these things will bring real change in your life and will be so powerful. Let's jump to this next verse now. This is the first commandment with a promise. Um, This is a big deal that there's a promise here because when God makes a promise, it's very different than when when humans make a promise. This is his word. This is truth. This will happen for you, that if you honor your parents, then what God is about to promise us will happen for you. It's, it's undeniable. This will happen in your life. So let's look and see what that promise is. That it may go well with you and that you may live a long life. Um, it's pretty simple, pretty straightforward, that part right there. God's going to bless you if you choose to do this. And that is a promise that you can stand on. I I don't know exactly how long you'll live to. I can't tell you anything like that, but it will be worth it because it's the right thing and it's right for you and because God is gonna bless you on the other side. So for some of you, all you need to hear tonight, maybe you younger kids, because you don't really feel that um, value or esteem towards your parents tonight. The only thing you need to know tonight is that God will bless you for doing this and you will bring honor to him by doing it. And what more could you ever want as a Christian than bring honor to your heavenly father? Um, So the first point tonight, if I could just boil it down to one sentence, would be this. Honor God by honoring your parents, and he will bless you. And he will bless you. It's an undeniable promise of God. Let's talk about this next point. And this is something that I'm starting to learn in my own life, is that honor brings honor. When you choose to honor someone, and you lay down their life, and you build a relationship with someone, you often get honor back in return. And uh, here's something crazy I always tell my kids is, is that watch when you obey your parents how the relationship changes. I think we think that if we disobey our parents, we get more f- freedom. We think that, okay, we're gonna break the rules so we're gonna have all this new freedom in our life. But when you really think about it, when you disobey your parents, all you do is lose freedom because they will find out what you've done and you end up losing Uh, their trust because of that. But watch as you begin to honor them and the things that they've set before you in your life, how things will change in that relationship, how trust will begin to build. And I tell the kids this all the time, having trust with your parents is so important because now all of a sudden, they're trusting you with so many more things in your life. Suddenly, when you want to come home, um, when you want to go out after a youth group maybe, and you want to stay out till 11 o'clock and your curfew is 9.30, they're going to trust you in something like that. And that's a really simple example, but I see that happening all the time. Guys, this is, this is it, man. If you will just begin to honor your parents, then they will honor you in return. And that's my second point tonight is that if you honor your parents, they will also honor you. And so this is my next and last point tonight. And, and this is really for everyone in the room tonight. I, I think it's so important 
about being a child too. And if, if we can get this in our hearts, we're setting ourselves up really, really well. And this is such a big part of being a family, guys. We really need to learn this in a greater way. And this is my third point I'll put up on the screen. It's be quick to apologize and forgive. And this is probably the best way I could ever end this series is really by saying this. Because what we've been saying throughout the whole time is that we're imperfect people and we do the wrong things. We say things that we wish that we could get back. And you know what? Once it's been done, it's done. And you can't get those things back. But if you can learn how to apologize when you're wrong, and I'm not saying just some fake apology that you throw out there, but you really mean it and you stand by it, then I think that will begin to bring some healing into that relationship. And if you are quick to forgive, this is something that I think so many people have such a hard time with. It's forgiving. It's, it's letting go. Because we need to be able to forgive our families. Children, you need to be able to say you are sorry and admit when you were wrong. Husbands and wives, you need to be able to let go too at the same time and really give it to God. If you want to see your family succeed, it's so important that you do that. Guys, I see families broken up over this all the time. Families are ruined over this because there's an offense that happens and they're either too prideful to admit that they made a mistake and that they're wrong or they refuse to forgive. And they let something small tear apart something that God meant to be one of the closest knit groups in all of life. And they're destroyed all the time over unforgiveness, guys. And so that's why I want to spend a little bit of time talking about this because I don't want to see your family destroyed over unforgiveness. Children, you need to be willing to forgive your parents. They're going to get things wrong sometimes and you need to be willing to move past that and really forgive. And so C.S. Lewis said this and I just want to read to you guys this quote because I think it's so important. To be a Christian means to forgive the inexcusable because God has forgiven the inexcusable in us. If, if, if we really want to be Christians, then we need to let people go, guys. Because the truth is that God has forgiven me of so much. So how can I not forgive some other people in my own life? There's an example of Jesus that always moves me in forgiveness. It's when he's on the cross hanging there and literally surrounded by all the people that have just stuck the nails through his hands and his feet, the people that, that have whipped him, the people that have put a crown of thorns on his head, and he's standing there, and with one of his last breaths, he just says, Father, forgive them, because they don't know what they do. I don't know what's been done to you, and I'm not trying to make your pain seem like it's not important tonight. That, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that we need to model our Savior in this way because he's forgiven us of so much. And if he can stand there bloody on a cross forgiving the people that put him up there, then we need to be willing to forgive our family for things that they've done wrong against us and hurt us, guys, because God cares so much about our families. And like I was saying, I really want you guys to know that I'm not trying to make your pain seem insignificant tonight because I'm sure there's some great hurts in this room. Children who've been mistreated uh, by their parents and some really horrible things. And Know that the reason why Jesus was hanging on the cross was for you in that moment so he could wipe away that pain so that he can give you eternal life 
one day. And so is it worth your family falling apart on forgiveness, guys? You need to be willing to forgive and let go of these things, especially if you're a Christian in the room tonight. Let these things go. And you know what's so funny? That you think unforgiveness will make things better. We, we think we can hold on to this grudge against someone that will feel better about ourselves. But guys, the longer you hold on to unforgiveness, the longer you'll be a slave to that problem. You need to let that go and give that to God and watch free and watch the healing start to grow in your heart. And you will see a great change in your life. And you will be restored in some new ways. Even when you feel like it's impossible to forgive, God will give you the strength to forgive. And so there's just some closing thoughts I want to have. And some of you guys that may be feeling the guilt tonight, I want you to know that God's grace is greater than your guilt. Anything that you've said, parents, anything that you've done, children, anything that you wish you could take back, God's grace is for you tonight. And the truth is you, you, you don't deserve it. I don't deserve to be forgiven tonight. But God gives it anyway. And that's what makes Jesus so great is that he chooses to forgive us anyway. And if we can apply these practices in our families, guys, we'll see some amazing things happen. I just want to talk to parents for one second. Um, it's not easy being a parent. I, I, I can see that a little bit by just walking with some of my youth group kids. And I don't even know it to the full extent of what you know it tonight. And I, I've just seen a little glimpse of it. And I just want to encourage you for one second because your children need to hear this. This needs to happen for your children. You need to continue to keep making the tough decisions the decisions when you go into your room and you second guess yourself because of how hard you've just punished your child or when you are feeling down, when you feel like you're just not doing it right, you need to keep going. You need to keep pushing because your children need it. I'm so glad that my mother made the decisions she made because I wouldn't be the man I was today if she wasn't there for me every step of the way. And you know what? She, I got punished a lot and I'm so glad I did. I am so glad I did because I wouldn't be up here if, I, if it wasn't like that. You parents, keep doing that. Keep doing that because you are setting a great path for your kids. And we know it's hard. I talk to parents all the time that they just feel like giving up sometimes because it feels so overwhelming. But you are making a huge difference in their life and you are setting them up for success by doing this, these things for them. And so the bottom line tonight, if I can just sum, uh, summarize those three points into one sentence would be this. God honors those who honors their parents, guys. God honors those who honors their parents. I, don't, I can't think of many things that are better than the God of the universe honoring you for a decision that you're making in your life. And you will be blessed for this. Do this and you will see your family succeed in some great ways. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much for everyone in the room tonight, Lord. And I, I pray, God, for children that are hurting in the room, God, because their parents abandoned them, Lord God, because they feel all alone. The series has been really hard on them, God, but I pray, God, that you would show up for them in a greater way than they've ever felt you before, God, that they would feel you in a new way today, Jesus, and that their life would never be the same because of it, Lord. And I, I pray, God, for, for parents tonight, God, that you would be there for them, Lord God, and through this step and through this battle of raising their children, Lord, and I pray, God, that you would give them the strength to keep making the right decisions that they need to make in their lives, Lord. God, I, I pray for husbands and wives, God, that they would be quick to apologize and forgive, Lord God, 
that we would love like you have loved us, Lord. God, I pray that we wouldn't hold grudges, Lord. God, that we would let these things go, especially, God, when it comes to our family, Lord, that we would love them, God, and we would see some awesome things come from this relationship, God. So just be with us tonight. God, I pray our families would never be the same, that we would take these simple truths that we've learned throughout this series, God, and really apply them to our lives and see great change. We love you so much, Jesus. In your name we pray, amen.